Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're going to do 15 minutes of heat here as 15 minutes of heat brought to you by Comcast. X1 from Xfinity will change the way you experience sports and by Lexus of Pembroke Pines and Subaru. Of Pembroke Pines, your hometown dealer, call 800-NEW-LEXUS or 800-NEW-SUBARU for a slam dunk deal. A very special night tonight at American Airlines Arena. Heat and Lakers. And the third jersey in the history of the Miami Heat franchise will be raised to the Raptors tonight. It's Shaquille O'Neal's number 32. Shaq joins us in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Source guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. So, Shaq, when you get the word from the Heat, when when Pat Riley calls you or, or maybe it's Mickey that you spoke with, were you surprised to learn that the team wanted to retire your jersey? I was very surprised. I actually got a call from the great Pat Riley. He told me to call him. First thing he said was, congratulations, we're going to retire your dress. And I'm like, huh? Like, yeah, we're going to retire your dress. And I was just, you know, I thought it was an awesome honor. When was the last time you spoke to Pat before he called you there? Well, I, 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 uh, I see him at functions. I see him every now and then when I come to Miami. I know I've seen him at the All-Star game. And uh, we, we've, we've, uh, we've uh, spoke. And I always, uh, you know, email, email Mickey. And his son every now and then just to say, good job, uh, what's going on, what's happening. You know, they're a great family, great organization, and it was fun my four years there. It was probably, it was probably some of the funnest times in my career. Did you have to mend any fences before you got to this point where you're at a good relationship with the Heat? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't exactly say mend fences, you know. Pat Riley is an opinionated guy, I'm an opinionated guy, but the thing we will always have for each other is respect. You know, I, I, I respect him so much, and I think he respects me so much. It was never any any hard feelings. You know, a lot of times when things happen and you speak from emotions, emotions, some emotions can be personal, some can be not personal. All, all, everything I've said over my career that had to do with emotions but was never personal, never, ever personal. Yeah, everyone's excited. Everyone's excited for this ceremony. You're going to be the third jersey that's going up there with uh, with the great Alonzo Mourning, the great Tim Hardaway, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing, especially considering that the team is having a down season. Have you watched much of the Heat this year? Give me some thoughts on the team so far. Uh, I, I watched them. You know, a, a, a young team. You know, ever since 2006 when we brought the championship here, and then LeBron came and Chris and D Wade. You know, you guys went to the finals for six out of seven years or whatever, Miami has been spoiled. So, you know, we're like a you know, we're like a mini Los Angeles Lakers or like a mini Boston Celtics. Like we used to win in it. We used to putting great product on the floor and you know, so but, you know, the team is uh, rebuilding right now. You know, they got a lot of the young, energetic guys. I love the team they have. Uh, obviously they don't have the one or two mega stars that they're used to having, but you know, it's a rebuilding season, and you know, Pat and you know, Spoelstra and those guys. You know, they're gonna they're gonna put their heads together. And, you know, pull 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 some strings. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if a big name come comes there during a, a trade this season. 
Let's uh let, let's talk about that where the team became a championship organization when they made that big trade for you back in 2004. What made you put Miami on your short list of teams that you would accept a trade to? Well, there was only one reason. Uh, I knew I was I knew I was being traded because Mitch Kupchak said it, which was fine. So you know I I had a clause in my contract that I could tell them where I wanted to be traded. I wasn't gonna let them send me to Milwaukee or Utah. So this was like, you know, during the playoffs, and I seen this young kid go off versus Charlotte. And I knew at that point I was getting older. I probably couldn't do it by myself. I'm going to need another young guy like that. And then Pat was in L.A. meeting on some other business. And, you know, I told Mitch, I said, you know what? Since Pat's here and he got the young guy to Miami, I want to go to Miami. I already had the house in Orlando. I was like, I want to go to Miami. Pat was interested. Pat was in L.A. You mentioned the business that Pat had in L.A. Pat was in L.A. because he was interested in coaching you and Kobe with the Lakers. That's the rumors, but I don't want to be the one to, to say that. I've never heard Pat say that, so I'm not sure. But that, that's what I heard. That, 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 that's exactly what I heard. And, you know, that would have been good, 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 good for us also. You know, Pat is a, a, a disciplinarian, a motivator, and he does a great job. And he did a great job for us in 2006, especially when we went down 0-2. You know, his speeches were just uh, Hoosier-like. Is it true that with, I don't know, I think it was like six minutes, eight minutes left in game three, you guys are down by 13 points, you're down 0-2 in the series. The, the story goes that in the timeout huddle, he just writes season on the, on the chalkboard in front of you guys? Yep. He writes season to show what you guys want to do. So you want to quit now or you want to, or you want to break them? And like he, he knew something that we didn't know. He's like, listen, they're up too old. They're feeling good. But if we win this game, they're going to start getting nervous. I promise you they're going to start getting nervous. And, like, you know, we, we we see them chipping away. We look at their bench. And you look at Mark Cuban and those guys and Derek. And you can see, like, the fear in their eye. And D-Wade just went off. And then, you know, we had the next game where we had the momentum. And now we tied it up. And then we went up 3-2. And my favorite story was Pat came in the locker room. He didn't give a speech. He said, we're going up here, and we're bringing one suit, one outfit, because we're going up here to end it. Whoever whoever don't bring one suit, you won't be flying with us. So when we got to the airport, he's checking everybody's back just to make sure they had one suit. That was the best right there. Yeah, I've heard that story, that yeah. that they, yeah, they, were, sure. they yeah. were opening luggage uh, uh, bags. Yep. And, and yep. I th- and I think the way Pat has also told the story is that it's quite possible that his wife actually packed him an extra suit, but he told her, "Do not tell me if you do that." Oh, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. Yeah, nobody checked his bags, but he was checking <laughs> our bags. If uh, if a young player, a young buck, okay, ran into Shaquille O'Neal today, he never watched you play, and he wanted to know one thing about you as a player, what would you tell him? Uh, I would probably tell him that they say there was two most dominant guys that ever played in the NBA, and I'm one of them. The other one being Wilt? Yes. Shaq, why was the city of Miami such a good fit for you? What did you like about here? Well, you know, I, I've started my career in Florida, so I'm used to Florida. I'm just used to the people. You know, the people out here, they re, you know, they respect hard work. And I was one of the ones who, you know, uh, opened up the doorways for, like, the superstars to come. Like, you know, Puffy and them would show up and Denzel and DJ Khaled and all those guys. And, you know, Miami just, just became to be more of a party city than it was. And then when you got great players and big-name guys and you win it and the city's popping, 
know, this is it's just awesome. I, I would tell you, Shaq, I would make the argument that this team never wins the next two championships. LeBron never comes here. Chris Bosh never comes here. Maybe Dwayne Wade never resigns here when he did, if not for you coming here in 2004 and winning that championship. Would you agree with that? Uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but I just I just know that uh, I helped I help make Miami cooler than it all already was. You know, Alonzo and then I, when we used to play against Alonzo and those guys, it was real cool. And then, you know, the Lonzo went a different way. You know, they were in the rebuilding process. Anytime you got a, anytime you got big name players in entertainment in a city that's already entertaining, it's like a, you know, it's like a atomic bomb of fun. You know, it's like being in L.A. during Showtime. You got Magic and you got all these guys, Kareem, and you got Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler sitting there. It's just fun. So, like, Miami, where everybody wants to come anyway, now you give them great entertainment, great games. Everybody was showing up. So, Shaq, do you got a speech prepared for tonight, or are you just planning on winging it? I'm gonna probably just wing it. I haven't, I haven't really gotten a speech. I don't know how much time I get, so I'm not gonna, you know, bore, bore the fans with a big speech. I'm gonna just give a couple of thank yous to uh, important people and probably uh, acknowledge uh, acknowledge a few people that don't really get a lot of acknowledgement in the organization. Now, when, when the Heat did this ceremony for Alonzo Mourning, Alonzo cried. Alonzo's an emotional dude. I can't imagine Shaquille O'Neal crying. No, I don't cry. <laughs> When's the last time Shaq cried? When my father passed away. What about, what about the birth of children? Does that make you cry? No. And I, and, I, and, I shed, and I shed like a little tear for my good friend Craig Sager. Rest in peace. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to ask you, what, what made Craig Sager so beloved because it's very rare i mean you're 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 kind of a part of the media now and and you know everyone gets criticized one word sorry to cut you off and that word is respect he showed respect like you know he was the type he he was the type like if you had some personal going on he wouldn't ask you that during the game he'd keep it professional hey you had 15 point 20 rebound boom 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 or or like if he wanted to talk about something he'll be like hey shaq you know, they're saying this and that. You mind if I ask you about it? And that's respect. You know, when a guy just comes up and shows you respect, you always show him respect. And he was just a nice, genuine guy. You know, I told the story on TNT where when I was playing for the Lakers, he used to lug around 15, 20 boxes of shoes from Freedman's Atlanta. He said, hey, Bruce said pick a pair, and I'll take the rest back. Like, he, he just used to do that on his own. I never asked him. And he just always used to do it. It was just so nice. And, you know, for me as a young kid growing up, I always wanted to get interviewed by Sager. Really? Because if, if you get interviewed by Sager or if Ernie says your name or Mike Breen says your name or the guys on ESPN says your name, I mean, you made it. So, you know, for me to know him and, you know, actually be there with him and actually work with him, besides, it was an honor. So I shared a little tear for Craig. But I don't, I don't see myself getting emotional. But this is Miami. It's a happy city. It's a happy town. Just... Keep it real happy and keep it real quick. I'm glad you mentioned Craig Sager. Is it true that you made a rookie, Goran Dragic, in Phoenix carry around a broken keyboard? Well, uh, I used to call him Brudda, B-R-U-D-A. And, uh, yeah, but not a lot. Like, he was, he was my rookie, but, you know, I, I was I was too old to be hazing rookies. So, I, you know, every now and then I made him carry something around. But he was a nice guy. <laughs> 
He was a hard worker. And he, he didn't know that the keyboard was broken, though, until later on in the season? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shaq, before we let you go here, and it's great talking to you, we're all excited about this ceremony. Uh, we are we are fans of WWE on this show. The uh, the big show is a personal friend of our show. We have him in studio every now and then. Well, you tell him. Will you will you play this for him next time he's in studio? Go ahead. Those little first two matches where they didn't let us touch each other. This time it's going to be different in April. We're touching each other up, man, and nobody better not interrupt. And I've been working out every day, getting swole. You're not going to lay yeah. down for him, right? No, of course not. Shaq, listen, you deserve uh, you deserve the honor, and uh, you, we 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 loved having you here. Thank you very much, and congratulations. No problem. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, Shaq. Take it easy. Number 32 going up in the rafters tonight at halftime of the Heat and the Lakers. John Clayton, he joins us every Thursday at this time. You can get your questions in for the professor, 786-360-0790. Your text questions as well, 67974. John Clayton, he joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.